0: Is anyone else still confused as to how the black eye occurred? I, I obviously Jen did it, but I've been drunk with so many friends and woken up with an injury or two or a bruise or whatever, even bigger ones. Even like I fell and scraped my knee and twisted an ankle. All these things. I wish Heather could have said I recall us fighting. Because she just sort of says they were roughhousing. It was a crazy night. It almost felt like the way Heather presented it was as if it could have been maybe an, a funny accident. You know, she said that they were roughhousing and tits were out and whatever. I just still felt like there were a lot of holes there. And I also am um, pretty mad at Heather still. Like, I don't understand how she's not fired. You know, that's, that is another level She perpetuated so many rumors about the black eye, the whole production thing. I swear I heard a producer quit. I could have swore I read that during that time because they had to launch an investigation. I mean, these are huge accusations and a whole black eye is staring at us. You know, we can't deny it. So something happened. It wasn't captured. And then all the various theories that Heather threw out. And the repercussions of it, I was just like, how do you have a job, lady? But I still need a little bit more info on that black eye. Like, were you guys prone to fighting, like physically? Did she just sock you? Did she push you? Because if it was an accident, which is kind of what she's alluding to, then why not just be like, oh my God, we were so wasted last night. And I don't even know how this happened. No idea. We have neither of us remember. But anywho, let's freaking get into this because I have been taking notes for hours. Last night I went to a watch party hosted by um Sessie from the Bravo Docket. It was super fun watching with other people. Excuse me. But it sets me back. If I try to do anything social or have any kind of fun during during the work week, it throws me off because I had to start taking notes today. And I'm not kidding. I think I started a maybe noon. And it is four because I also wanted to make sure I rewatched the Watch What Happens Live because the Watch What Happens Live also had some good stuff in it. it Who's a lot. It's been, I'm over, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted from being intrigued. I have intrigue exhaustion. So much is fascinating, but also convoluted and, oh, I have a little bit of a headache. It's a lot, but they, they did not leave me with wanting more. I'll say that. So shall we get into this reunion? Let's do it. The rumors and nastiness about her. All right, we open on the package of various fights about like how Lisa wanted glam and etc. Andy asks Lisa, "When's the last time you did your own makeup?" Um, twenty nineteen. She, I have glam every day. I've Mary calls this an insecurity, which maybe, but isn't twenty nineteen when they also started filming? So maybe when she realized I can always have someone do my makeup, that's great. Because then Angie goes, well, Lisa can't see. (laughs) Lisa goes, no, I really can't see to do my makeup. Like, it would kill me. It would kill me. It would kill me. Andy asks, uh, Monica, how long have you been working on your Lisa impression? Lisa goes, since day one, since season one. Monica is, Monica she says, shut up, in such a way that just, like, irritates me. But she she says, shut up, seriously. You're obsessed with thinking I'm obsessed with you. That doesn't quite work. I feel like she wanted to say you're obsessed with me, but then it wouldn't have worked. Um, I found her reads. She came in so defensive, and I guess that's fair, right? She was exiled from the island last she saw these women. These women have all been doing press and things together, like BravoCon and whatnot, and she's been out. And so Monica, though, to me, is, is sort of a victim of her own design perpetually forever and ever until she learns how to, like, break out of that. So I don't know why I got on that topic, but there we go. We'll get into more of that in a second. So apparently Mary wasn't body shaming Heather when she said that she didn't think Gucci made a size 14 in that corset. Nope, she was not. I wouldn't even think of it, she said. And then she goes, and I think she looks really good, especially today. So, and I feel like if you get a compliment from Mary Cosby, the high must be incredible because she so rarely does it. So you must just be like, oh my God. Andy asks Mary what her future with the group is. And she says that, well, I don't know. Whitney's afraid of me. I mean, like Whitney's always gotten on Mary's nerves though. Little girl, you know, she's always pissed off. Doesn't she doesn't like Whitney? That's for sure. And Whitney's like, I'm afraid of upsetting you and what you'll say. And Meredith is like, I can give you all lessons on how to navigate Mary. And so that's it. That's the end of Mary. Goodbye, Mary. We got to get to this Bermuda segment. So they open with they do the Bermuda package. Andy asks point blank, "Were you involved in reality tees She starts with this, a technicality. She goes, "Yes, but I did not set up the account." Now, if you've been following me for a bit, you know that I've already talked about how Tanisha had the account already because she was spying on her baby daddy. It wasn't called Reality Vontees, but I guess they started, Koa and Monica started another account, but that it got shut down. So Tanisha was like, you can just use mine. So that's why. So when Monica's like, but I didn't set it up, it's like technically not, but you it you did you kind of did still, you know what I mean? You took it over and changed it from what its intention was, you know what I mean? Andy's like, so were you working for Jen during Reality of She says no. He's like, well, What was the point of it to expose Jen? I'm so happy that Andy led with these questions because I think a lot of us have been confused and he says heather do you have documentation of things that the account has posted about you guys not about jen and heather goes oh we all do and so heather the first thing she shows is the um the t word used to refer to transgender people or even it's it's a slur i should not i will not i will not utter it i had someone reach out in the dm saying that even if i say it knowing that it's not a good word and prefacing it that way it's still triggering so i'm not even going to say the t word but I, I'm like, but that was what Jen said about you. So here I am, still confused. Like, but that's what Jen said, and she was exposing that. And Andy is it, sort of saying, like, I still don't get it. How was this bad for you? And Heather can't seem to understand that they were exposing what Jen was saying because they wanted to. They wanted to. I don't know. Get maybe Heather to see that that's how bad it was. But now that I'm saying it, actually, hold on. Now that I'm saying that, if Heather wasn't wanting to look at Jen's bad behavior and wasn't willing to like take action about it, it maybe was just like re-traumatizing her, I guess. I don't know. Because Monica's like, we were posting, what that's what Jen said. And Heather goes, well, thank you for being a courier of horrible lies and shit about me. And thank you for putting it out there and tagging every single Bravo account in the universe. And Monica's like, but we were trying to expose how abusive Jen was to you. And Heather goes, you are not a hero in this, Monica. So finally, Andy goes, here's something mean. And I'm like, okay, here we go. So he shows this screenshot of what appears to be a story, and it's some—it's Heather's Twitter that she had said, "DMX, rapper who blended menace with sincerity, has died at 50." Rolling Stone. I don't know why, but the 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 thing is, just got my hands on a good video of her saying some racist ass shit. Y'all's grandma is still pretending she can get black D. Still looking. A brother to actually say yes to this or something. Um, but the funny thing about this one is that Monica looks at it and you could tell she recognizes it, and she's like, "But I didn't write it." And I'm like, "Okay, so who did?" But she won't. She won't say it. Monica's like, "It sounds like Jen." Okay, so was it Jen? Were you screenshotting something Jen posted? I would think that Heather would have known that. Like Heather would have seen. That Jen posted that and that they were reposting it or they would have said, this is what Jen said. So somebody wrote that shit. And then Heather says it was reposted over and over and over again. Monica wants proof, but obviously stories disappear after 24 hours. So all she has is the proof of like in her messages, how, when it says that you were tagged, it's a lot. (laughs) And she's like, I gotta say, this is a lot of tags. Lisa's like, we were all tagged over and over again. And Monica's like, yeah, because we wanted you guys to see it. So, okay, Andy asks Monica, like, when was the account started? And Monica starts to answer. And Heather says something like, why even give her a platform for it? This is a bully and a troll. And then boom, burn book. Monica says it's full of receipts, but it's it's so embarrassing. Like, you took the time to make these silly Andy's... uh, slut and I'm a fugly slut, like to do the Mean Girls references, like that was so odd. But then it's just the grid of Reality Von printed. And I don't get why when we can just go to the page and look at the page. So this book was nothing. Andy says it sounds like that in trying to expose Jen, you hurt these women. Monica tries to interrupt to say that that wasn't the intention. Andy's like, hold on. Listen to me, damn it. If Jen called Heather that and you guys posted it, Heather is now fucking crying, by the way, multiple times a day. And I'm like, you need to take it down just a little bit. And he goes, what you're doing is perpetuating something mean about her. So tell me, how is it helpful blasting out these things into the world that are mean about them? And Heather is still crying. What if we retweeted every mean thing your mom said about you every single day? Fair. I just, I I would hear it better if you weren't like crying. I don't know why. It just, it's reading as melodrama and not authentic tears and pain. Um, But I don't want to take away her pain. I'm sure she feels it. Um, But that is also – so take away that. So let's say she just said, what if we retweeted every mean thing your mom ever said about you every single day? That's a good question, you know, because they could. They could. How would you feel if we kept reposting that and tagging them or tagging her? And Monica doesn't really have an answer. She's like, well, my mom already did that, so that doesn't doesn't make sense. They're not answering the question. So Andy takes a whole beat because he – he he does a I think he does a good job of playing both sides equally, but he he is truly shocked. He says, Okay, I am amazed that you're so surprised that they were hurt by this. And I think what he was expecting her to hear is they they should be hurt by this, and you should be kind of sorry. And she goes, I am, because they were such big fans of the page. All right. All right. You know that's also kind of strange too. How much like notoriety they wanted from that page, and how proud of the page they were. Or whatever I don't know. Andy asked if they uh, posted post posted positive things about the women, and they did. I I think I saw a couple things. And Lisa asked the question actually that I've been wondering. Based on everything that you wrote, Monica, it's clear that you fucking hate us. So why would you want to be our friend? I love when Andy goes, answer Lisa's question. I like when he says, like, okay, no, uh uh-huh, do that. Listen to this person. Because do you want to be their friend or do you want to get on the show? And when Monica says, I think both can be true, sure, sure. And she goes, I genuinely feel bad. And Heather's like, "Uh, I don't think you do, but okay. And then Monica just snaps, what is wrong with me wanting to sit on this couch? That's when it gets manipulative to me. Because that's not the issue. The issue is not that you wanted to be on the show. Because a lot of people want to be on the show. They wanted to be on the show. They just, they said yes. They signed a contract. It's that, finally, what I get after watching all of the things and putting things together is she came on the show not herself. Her, who she is is someone who was stalking, not, well, you know, whatever, driving by Jen's house with binoculars and posting on Reality Von Tees and actively trying to expose them and knowing things about them. She already knew their kids' names. She knew where they lived, some of them. And so she came on the show acting like all of this is brand new to her. And that is odd when you look back, realizing you knew the whole time. Why would, if you had, if she had come on and said, okay, so I have to tell you all something. I was a part of the account, Reality Von And then they all could have had their reactions. But it's so different when it's presented to them by the person. And then she could have framed it however she needed to frame it. But it's when they fi- – fought, like things aren't adding up. They're not getting full stories. And then they find out – and then the DMs with Angie Kay happen. And then they find out she was Reality Von It's like, oh, this bitch. She was just – she was here like plotting, plotting against us. And that's what Andy says. It's not a crime to want to be on the show. Uh, But Lisa goes, no, but it is plotting against us is the crime. And if you were noble in your actions, why didn't you tell us to begin with? And Andy says, yeah, why did you not tell them? And Lisa goes, Lisa's still going. She goes, you didn't lead with that. You got busted and had to cover your ass. Monica is ridiculous here, though. I'm sorry, guys. She's like, I did not get busted. I knew this was going to come out. But why? Why let it come out then? If you knew it was looming, why wouldn't you talk about it? That's what's so strange. Then I don't – because I, I really don't think she did know it was going to come out. I think she just keeps saying it. She keeps saying it kind of like it's a way of taking her power back in the situation. Like, I knew it's going to come out. Well, then you should have fucking said something. And if it's something they shouldn't be mad at, then finding out that they are hurt or were hurt by the whole thing – by the account, wouldn't you then be like, I had, honestly, that was not the intention. I, I get it though. The way it was presented was so intense in the finale with like a tribunal sitting, sitting around and busting her. But Andy says, if you knew this was going to come out, why not lead with it? You clearly led with the story about your brother-in-law. And she says, when we made this page, we said to the grave. Well, then why the fuck would you have told casting, which you're going to admit to later? you yeah, wouldn't have if you were re- if that was really what it was that you were going to take it to the grave you wouldn't have told casting so that's not so either either you're lying right now when you say that that's why I didn't tell them the the answer is I never planned on it I didn't want them to know that that was who I was and what I did I wanted them to look at me like an equal like a peer that's who I'm that's why I'm I'm filling this in for her but so to say it was going to be something they take to the grave this just doesn't just doesn't drag, you know what I mean? Lisa brings up Monica knowing about her Snoop Dogg thing. She's like, How did you know about that? How did you know? I know it's because you had access to Jen's security footage. And that's when when I was at the watch party, all of us were like, oh, wait, what? Monica goes, it was my security system. She asked me to put it in my name. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Andy clarifies, like, so did you, okay, you had access to the security footage in Jen's house whenever you wanted? And Lisa isn't correct here, because she's like, that's how you got the COA, f- COA footage, and that's not true. It really was from a cell phone. I remember. It would look like it was from a phone. Monica screams, why are you more mad at me recording things than you are mad at Jen for throwing shit at human beings? Meredith goes, Jen's not here. That's not the issue. Meredith like didn't really move a lot. She just like kept her hands in the same position and just kind of gently like looked to the right and to the left and didn't do she didn't do a whole lot of moving around. Andy says that Lisa Lisa's accused you of stalking Jen. And Monica goes, I did not stalk Jen. <laughs> Driving by her house two or three times is not stalking. Heather under her breath says, and you sold the footage to TMZ. But Lisa makes a good point. You're a mother of four kids. Why are you driving by her house? Lisa even says that her kids might have been in the car when it happened. And Monica's like, don't you ever fucking bring up my kids. I don't bring up yours. And Heather chimes in and goes, oh, you did. You absolutely did. So then it gets, then it gets amazing. Andy goes, how do you define stalking? And Monica goes, I'm going to read it verbatim. She goes, I think that stalking is when you are repeatedly doing things in front of their house. When you were sitting there over and over, you were going to her house. I never did anything to her house. I didn't put anything in her house. I didn't step foot. Um, excuse me. You put the the security cameras. (laughs) Lisa points out, like, you don't even live by Jen, which is a good thing to point out. Like, you had to drive kind of far to get there. And Monica's like, people do that to their ex-boyfriends all the time. Okay, well, that's different. Andy asks, do you guys have any proof? And then she hands over, other hands over the audio of Monica whispering. (laughs) It's so creepy. It's so damning. She's like, there's someone watering her flowers. Her house is bougie as fuck. And Andy's like, how many videos do you have? Like 20. And then they play the video of Monica and a friend, I'm assuming it's Koa, being like, yeah, stakeout. We got our binoculars, bitch. (laughs) I'm in disguise driving by Jen's house. And I think Koa is the other person. So he says something. And Monica goes, don't you dare. I don't need a restraining order for stalking. (laughs) It's so damning. Andy goes, what were you hoping to find when you did the drive-bys? Heather goes, she wanted to get on the show, Andy. And at first I wrote, no, I don't think that's what it was. I do think she was trying to expose Jen and take Jen down. uh, But on the... On Watch What Happens Live, Heather said that she seen texts and receipts, receipts, that she wanted just to basically be adjacent to the show. Not just for Jen, but she wanted her address, she wanted Lisa's address, she wanted the cast's address that she could like drive by and be. Which honestly, that I that is a strange move for a housewife. We assume housewives come on and they're you know, their own version of a star already, not like trying to fit in and be a part of the group. And I don't know. It's just, that is, that is a little odd. But Monica, of course, says it was about exposing Jen. And he goes, why were you driving by her house? Monica says, this is when we were in the witness. And he goes, okay, well, did the FBI tell you to drive by her house? (laughs) She says, yeah. And she also owed us money. Andy goes, to catch her doing what? Drinking and driving. What? Andy goes, so they sent you to check if she was drinking and driving? He she goes, no, they said any evidence I have that she's drinking and driving. And Angie and Lisa just start laughing. And Monica's like, you guys are assholes. This is exactly why there's a burn book. You guys are mean girls. But it's it is, it's funny. We were audibly laughing. At the watch party. Everyone. Andy asks the question that I have. If she's in her house, how is she going to be drinking and driving? Whitney goes, wait, so you're a mole for the FBI then? <laughs> Monica, I was an informant. I, was a wi- I wasn't I an informant. I was a witness. Andy goes, with all the things they had on Jen Shaw, they asked you, and then Monica interrupts to go, I didn't say they asked me. Yes, you did. You pretty much, yes, you did. you did. Andy continues, to see if you could catch her drinking and driving. Monica has that awful, you're a dumb bitch voice going. She's like, it was to report anything we see. She was defrauding elderly people. Angie and Lisa keep laughing and Monica can't handle it. And Angie's just like, it's unbelievable. How is it unbelievable? Andy goes, because it doesn't make sense. Ooh. He says, explain it. Why were you driving by her house? Meredith says, under her breath, to find information, to dig, just like she did with Angie. Meredith, don't lie. You know you had some shit to say. You said the rumors and the nastiness about the husband, so don't, don't try to play innocent. But Meredith is so happy, actually, that all this is coming out with Monica, so that she can just totally absolve herself of anything, any wrongdoing in the situation. Monica says what they were looking for were violations for her probation, Which kind of, okay, fine. But Angie asks a valid question. What are we going to do? Pull her over and arrest her? And they go, you call the police when you see her drinking and driving. And Monica eventually just finally snaps. Why are you coming at me? Why are you defending a criminal? Meredith goes, no, I'm, no one's defending Jen. And Angie's like, I'm not defending her. Why are you coming at me? I've done nothing illegal. I've done nothing wrong. This is about Jen. Now, again, I'm going to say, this could have been something – that we we would have bought I think you know if you if if monica had presented us with this information and said look guys i got to tell you a lot and and said i was hurt by jen my friends were hurt by jen we were determined to expose her so i was actively involved and If they had heard that from her, it would have been different. But hearing all of this like after the fact and kind of in pieces is what makes it hard to believe because it is, you know, I'm not mad at her wanting to expose Jen and get Jen in trouble because she deserved it. But it's, it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to feel like it's a noble cause when you're hearing it now in the, in the way we're hearing it. Does that make sense? Andy finally shifts and asks, okay, which I loved. He's like, why do you guys then care? If she's not driving by your house and not stalking you, why do you care that she's driving by Jen's? And Heather says, the capability it would take for, I mean, this isn't wrong, for a human being to meet someone as a fan, beg to work for them, work for them, then infiltrate their lives to install cameras in their house. Fair. Fair. To watch their security footage, to take every opportunity to then post it and spread it on social media. That raises a few alarm flags for me. And I don't want to be their friend. If she could do it to Jen, she could do it to me. So to have hired someone that contributed and profited off of it and then lied about it and then sat here with a burn book, she thinks she's being iconic. And then she starts crying. It's not iconic to be a bully. Monica goes, You're a bully. And then Heather goes, you said that you condemned cyberbullying unequivocally. So Heather keeps talking, though, and there's a stupid moment where Lisa and Monica are going back and forth. Because when when Monica said that Heather was a bully, Lisa goes, no, she's not. Monica goes, yes, she is. You know exactly what you're doing, Lisa. Lisa goes, no, I don't. Yes, you do. What is she doing? She isn't doing anything. Monica kind of alludes to stuff a lot. She kind of alludes to like, well, even when at the end of the uh, the finale when she says, there's more to this story and you're going to want to hear it. But we didn't hear it. People still, like Andy included, left like, I'm still, I don't get, I don't get what we're, what we're missing. We, we get it, but you don't seem to give a shit that it affected these people. That's the problem. Is like You don't seem to care that these people were hurt by it. So, okay, so Heather's still crying. It's It's not iconic. It's not even appropriate that we're joking about it. Girl, you made jokes about a black eye. Don't even. This has ruined my experience as a housewife. She goes on to say that trolls are the worst part of being a housewife. So there needs to be some type of a gap or a separation between them and a troll. And you would get higher caliber women who would be willing to expose more of their lives on camera if we could eliminate the trolls. Monica goes, higher caliber women? So someone like me doesn't belong here? No, that's manipulative. That's not what Heather said. Heather said if you took out trolls... Like troll accounts, troll comments, etc., then more women would be willing to open up, but not a lot of women are willing to do that, which is accurate. Lisa chimes in and it's iconic. You guys brought her on knowing she wanted to take every single one of us out and nobody gives a fuck. Annie goes, no one knew. And think Heather goes, Well, she is saying Bravo new. And Andy goes, "Who do you think knew?" And she says she talked about it at, at in her home with casting. Andy is shocked, or at least he pretends to be. Um, and this is really throwing casting under the bus for sure, for sure. He goes, "If we knew, we, if we knew you ran a troll account, we wouldn't have cast you." And she just goes, "Okay." So here, the the options are that she did tell casting, and they were like, "Don't say that," but we're gonna run with it don't say anything though you're too good not to have you on the show but like don't don't mention that i which which to me is kind of crazy because then monica said in her live that production didn't know and i know casting would have told production that's something juicy that, that they would want the producer the the team on the ground to know about so that is just an inconsistent thing so i don't know what to believe i really don't casting obviously denies it says we did not know we were just as deceived With regard to the Greek mafia rumor, Andy says that the DMs seemed very coincidental to the conversation she had with Meredith. Meredith goes, I got a variety of financial documents that pertain to the things she told me about Angie on the way back from Palm Springs. But Monica whispers, we both talked about it. So Heather's like, okay, are you accusing her of lying? So Andy asks point blank Monica did you dm Meredith those things Monica says no but i would admit that no you wouldn't not at this point girl not at this point you would not admit that okay you you were trying to admit it on the beach when you're like i would do that but you guys wouldn't do that thing but mm-mm. Meredith goes you told me you had evidence of everything you told me on the plane Monica tries to say we were both talking about Angie and saying we had evidence, which I wouldn't be surprised. That's that's totally Meredith's style. I know things. I've heard things. She already said the rumors and all that shit. She already said that. Meredith says, I didn't have any information, Monica. And I kept that information to myself. What? Andy says, the DMs are pretty damning. And asks, if you, have you spoken with anyone else about these things that you said to Meredith on the plane? She says, she didn't. Andy asks, well, did you both get the same DMs? And they did from the same account. Girl. Y- Monica. I'm sorry, but it's either Meredith or Monica at this point. Honestly, it's either Meredith or... What if it was Meredith that she's like, yes. Fuck yeah. got it. I got away with it this time. You know? Angie takes her moment to talk about how she's not a fraud. And she's been working for 30 years, and it feels like they wanted to take me down. Andy says, who's they? Meredith goes, not me. And Monica just whispers, Meredith. And Meredith, I never put anything into the universe. I never repeated anything you said to me, Monica. Monica's still whispering, I know, but we had a conversation. Andy goes, okay, who brought it up on camera first? And Monica has to be like, okay, I did. And when Andy starts a sentence like this... Can I just say something? Uh Uh-oh. It's like, when he's going to do that, what are you going to say? He goes, you can't bring something out in front of the cameras and then say, I didn't say it because it's you saying it. But I didn't start it. Okay. As Angie is talking and explaining how damaging it all was, Monica is screaming over her. So you were grateful I brought it up, like you said in Bermuda, or not? Are you grateful or not? Are you grateful or not? Oh, God. Even Whitney's like, listen to her. Angie says, they came after my businesses, my marriage. And Monica goes, same, same. And Heather says, you don't have the same things we have, girl. But then Monica goes, don't you dare discredit small shops. (laughs) But then Angie is fair. Angie goes, "You're you're discrediting mine. I have multiple small shops. Monica does not like when you get her. She goes, okay, stop. No, you guys are all... And then she just trails off. I'm like, what? What? Andy go. Oh, you guys, when Andy said, did they come after your swaddle business? <laughs> she goes, yes. She's like, oh, you have a little swaddle business. And she's like, you're not a businesswoman. You take and I give. Everyone was struggling during COVID. I opened and I'm surviving and thriving and that's all I have to say. Andy goes, okay, well done. Well done. I don't know if I've ever really heard him give props like that. Monica goes, well, we're sitting on the same damn couches. And so I'm, I'm surviving and thriving just like you are. That's yeah, it's not the same thing exactly. Usually with these shows with Housewives, we like them to have something going on. Whether it be their own... Tons of money from a marriage or they are businesswomen or something. Not like – this This isn't success, really, to us. We don't want them to feel like they're like, I'm here and that's all it took. We like to feel opulence, you know, a little bit. All right. So it goes back and forth. Andy wants to kill them. Angie goes, I would rather sit here at the end – because Monica made a comment that you're at the end – than be a low brow rat in the fucking sewer – and Monica goes, "A brown rat." Even Andy's like, "Brow, don't try this." Because, but Monica keeps going, "Brown, brown, br- Like, shut up, brow, low brow. Ever heard of that? The it's the way she talks over people. It's very infuriating. The yelling won't stop. And then Monica, Angie, Lisa, Meredith—they're all talking, and Angie is fucking losing it, losing it. So he's like, "We're gonna take a break." So after the commercial break, the screen reads. On the morning of April 9th, 2022, while on a girl's trip to San Diego, California, Heather Gay woke up with a black eye. Crews were not shooting at the time of the incident. I'm like, oh, here we go. So Andy asked Heather to tell us how it happened. There was a lot of drinking. And the next morning I woke up with a black eye. I knew I'd gotten it from Jen. I didn't know how, but I knew I'd gotten it from Jen. She was the first person I texted. She came in the room and she said, did I give that to you? And I said, don't worry, I'll cover. The rumors and nastiness about her. I desperately need new clothes. I have not cared about my wardrobe for the last, I would even say 10 years, but I've lost a little bit of weight, time to start looking cute, but I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to look. And that is why Stitch Fix and their style experts over there have been getting me through this. Think of Stitch Fix as your style partner. They're the best way to shop new styles, new brands, and your stylist learns about your tastes. And then they collaborate with you on looks you love without breaking the bank. You simply share your preferences, your sizes, and your budget. And Stitch Fix sends you Five items in a fix right to your door. They have sizes ranging from extra small to 3XL. They keep your choices in mind. They find your perfect fit. You try everything on at home, You keep what you like and you send back the rest. Shipping and returns are always free. They have over a thousand brands and styles. So no matter what season of life you happen to be in, Stitch Fix has you covered. Simply order a refresh as needed, or you can set it and forget it and get regular fixes. Totally up to you. Over time, though, Stitch Fix and their season style experts, they get more used to you and your likes, and they can do a little more precise job of matching you with the perfect pieces. It's so easy. Thank you, Stitch Fix. You just get me, and they'll get you too. Try today at stitchfix.com/she speaks, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com/she speaks stitchfix.com slash she speaks. The rumors and nastiness about her. ShipStation is a company I wish I had known about when I was trying to be a drop shipper some years ago because I didn't know shipping costs are expensive and it's the number one cause of abandoned carts because I know I'm not paying for expensive shipping. And in a landscape where free and fast shipping is the norm, it's really hard for smaller e-commerce businesses to compete with that. ShipStation has the best discounts in the industry, so you don't have to worry about overpaying for shipping. You get up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. And if that's not enough, use my promo code to try ShipStation free for two months. ShipStation makes it super easy to grow your business because it handles all of your orders from one dashboard across a bunch of different marketplaces. So if you're selling online on Amazon, Etsy, eBay, and Shopify and more, they've got you right there. One dashboard. You manage every order from there. You automate routine shipping tasks. You print shipping labels. You can easily compare rates and delivery times that you optimize every shipment and you can automate delivery notifications. Also, with the enterprise solutions, they make warehouse optimization easy. So ShipStation scales when you do. Okay. Keep growing your business all year long with ShipStation. Use promo code shespeaks today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com promo code SHESPEAKS. I love that. She says, in Bermuda, as I sat there watching what was happening, I realized that I was contributing, kind of. What? So then nanny plays that security footage where you can't hear it, so Heather has to narrate it. And allegedly, Jen says, I can't believe I did that to you. Then Heather says, don't worry, I got you. Then Heather, she takes a beat to say she's sorry to you guys, to the network, to the audience. I didn't know how to navigate it, and I knew it was becoming something bigger. She goes on to say that a lot of reality volunteers was fixated on the black eye, and then Heather cries and says, she didn't know what else to do because she was scared, and I did what I always do. I deflected with humor. And Andy goes, I don't know if it was humor. And Heather, she's like smiling. She's like, we said spider eggs. And he goes, when lawyers came in, I bet that that was when you started really freaking out. And she said, I started freaking out because all I had was that she told me she had done it and I said I'd cover for her. I'm like, but what? God, I like guess it's, like, it's that normal that she would hit you, that hit you in the face, hit you in the eye? You know, like you didn't trip and whatever it wasn't – because then she's also sort of saying it was like a funny drunk night. It's – that is such a big gaping hole for me of – of of information like did was this something that had happened before kind of a thing but then i'm le- andy's like let me bring up some of the shit you said on the book tour you said there was a cabinet Then someone broke into the room, hit you, but production edited it out because of a non-disparagement clause between the rental company and production. Heather fucking laughs. She laughs at that. There were a billion theories, a billion theories, but I wouldn't. And Andy cuts her ass off and he goes, it's not funny to accuse the producers or the production company of covering up a crime and an assault. Heather, it's not. And that's why I led with, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I would have never come clean had this not happened. I took a lot of hits for the black eye, but she says she was she was too scared and is still too scared. And Andy says, Okay. He heard, is the grace that you're asking of everyone now the same grace that should be given to Monica? Heather says, she can't answer the question because the way I chose to handle it was to internalize. And Andy again cuts her off and goes, "Uh uh-uh, you accused production. That is not internalizing, girly girl. You lied and lied and lied. Heather goes, well, I didn't make a huge accusation. I said, it could have been, it was a joke I said, a good-looking producer, like, you know, we made jokes about rough sex. (laughs) It was clearly an absurd humor and it wasn't posted online. It wasn't perpetuated. What are you talking about, Heather? We were all theorizing. It was all over Reddit, all over any platform you can imagine, Twitter, everything. Everyone had a theory And anything she said, they took it and they ran with it. So what do you mean? It wasn't posted online. That's insane. Yes, it was. It was absolutely posted online. The producers were in so much trouble. They had to have an investigation. It was not like that, Andy. It wasn't. Heather says that she was the victim, but she was also supposed to be the one that told on her. And I didn't have the capacity to do that. Andy goes, look. And that's a bad sign. Look. Look. You lied to production, bravo, and even at one point said that a producer had done it to you, which is very serious because it puts people's reputations and jobs at risk. Did you ever go to her and say this is getting bigger? She did, and fucking Jen said unless they can show us the footage, we deny. Listen, that's exactly what Jen would have said. Jen Jen knows how to deny facts and evidence and shit, doesn't she? She's very practiced in it isn't she? Andy asks, did she thank you? And Heather goes, no, Jen Shaw, she pretended to be my friend and I will not fall for a fake friend again. Which, okay, fine. That can see why you're triggered, I guess, by Monica being so deceptive. Heather says she's still worried about the retaliation, but she was a different person when she started the show. She calls Bermuda a pivotal moment. She thought Monica would say, the jig is up. I wanted to be here so badly that I did this, but when she was deflecting and all that, it felt very familiar. And that I will give her because I've gotten very similar gen energy from Monica, so fine. Andy asks Monica, what do you think about all this after hearing Heather? And Monica's actually like choked up and she says that I think that Heather and I, and honestly Angie too, and Lisa goes, um, what about me? <laughs> Andy's so over it. He goes, just let her finish. Oh, my God. Well, I'm being diminished. And he's like, stop. Okay? I want her to say it. Like, dad's mad. Monica says, I'm talking about the physical abuse from Jen Shaw. I don't think you were abused, were you? <laughs> um, She almost beat me up on a van, but that doesn't count. And then I forgot. Whitney was like, I've had the fingers in my face. The first season, they're, were they Vegas? I don't remember where they were, but she's like in Whitney's face, like all crazy. Monica is like, I'm talking physical contact, contact. Angie had a drink poured on her, and that, to me, is assault. Remember when Heather and Meredith defended the hell out of Jen during that? Remember, they were like, it was funny. It was silly. It was funny. Monica says, Heather, Heather can hate me, hate me all she wants, but she can't deny that we went through the same trauma. So now I'm like, so you were physically assaulted by Jen? What happened? Monica has already been getting threats ever since coming out about her involvement in the Gen trial, so she gets why Heather was scared. Andy asked the other women what they think about this whole black eye situation, and Whitney is super compassionate. She says it's like Stockholm syndrome. She knows why Heather hit it. Lisa's like, last year I was so upset with Heather. I was like, you put producers at risk. I was so mad. But watching her on the couch last year, Heather was broken. So. She says she just never wants to go through it again. I never want that around me again. Meredith understands one hundred percent why she didn't come clean with it, and I, I'm actually surprised they're also understanding. Andy is so surprised that all this time later they are still quote cleaning up the mess from this person. Oof they they were they really don't like her. Andy's like we don't do we don't do Jen Shaw anymore. Andy gives Heather the chance to say what she would like to say to Jen, who he knows is probably watching. And she said, I would say I'm no longer your bitch, and I regret believing in you. I regret turning on my friends in your defense. I regret fighting for her. I regret disrespecting my children and my family and my opportunity here. And I would, and I would say I'm glad that you're in prison because I might not have had the guts to do it otherwise. Okay, girl. And he goes, saying it directly to Jen like you just did. And I'm like, uh uh-uh, oh no she didn't. Can we get like… Heather goes to the prison through the glass on the phones talking to her. No? Too much? Okay. But Andy goes, there's nothing left to be said about it. Wow. Okay. That's it? All right. I have a lot more to say. I just think it's such an amazingly grand violation of everything for the network, for the producers. How are they just able to get over it? And even, I didn't feel like Heather really understood the magnitude of it. She's freaking laughing over there. She's laughing and giggling her little face off. Like, it was funny. It was a joke when I said production did it (laughs) or a producer did it. What? Girl. Andy goes, the theme here seems to be that Jen has made people do things that aren't true to who they really are. So, any grace that we can give Monica here? Heather says, I appreciate what she said, but the way she handled it and the way she came in today hurt me even more. And this is Heather says, this is the best season they've had. Well, and honestly, Monica is partly to thank for that, but what she meant was they enjoyed each other so much and they, relationships formed and they were able to rectify things. And Andy says, it was great watching you guys celebrate Monica's birthday in Bermuda and asks, is it all too insurmountable to move forward? Anybody, 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 Anybody? Whitney? And Whitney goes, I think that I need to trust my boundaries, and I'm actually more confused leaving the reunion, and I just know I don't trust Monica, so no. And then she even leans over to say, Monica, I'm sorry, it's just I'm very triggered by this, uh, and I wish I had something better to say, but no. Andy he goes, could Monica say anything that you all would have maybe... Forgiven her for, but they all say no. I'm like, well, so then she, okay. Andy asked Monica if there's anything, anything left. I told you, I promised you that we would, we would say whatever. I'd give you an opportunity to say whatever you wanted. She just says, no, there's nothing. Well, bitch, you said there was a whole bunch of other stuff. I thought she was going to have... Th- the burn book, I thought she was going to have a bunch of stuff about them participating in the page or, like, submitting information to the page or something like that. Like, that's what I thought we were going to get, that they were actually much more involved in it, but instead we got... Nothing? What? Lady? Okay, Watch What Happens Live was pretty... was It had some good stuff in it. The, and I think if you guys watched uh, my... What episode was that? Was that my weekly wrap-up with Kendrick last week where I talked about Tanisha's interview on All About the Real Housewives, which is a great interview. I really recommend listening to it uh, because it does, it shines some... I don't know. It really painted a more accurate picture. And they And those girls asked those questions, man. They asked some good fucking questions. I thought it was a great interview. So the reason why... Heather hasn't cut out Tanisha and it's Tanisha kind of explains this as well, but to hear Heather say it, she Heather clarifies, like, I'm not her only client. Like I'm I'm not the only one she does. She's booked. She's busy. And in fact, Tanisha was going to join the live that I did with Kendrick just to join the chat and maybe answer questions, but it's Sundance. So she was in between clients. She's like booked and busy. So she's got a lot happening, but it was because she came clean. And was honest about it. And was like, Mia culpa, I did this. As where with Monica, she was like, and? What? Yeah, I've been lying to you this whole time. Fucking what? You know what I mean? That's the difference. Annie asks, what do you have to say to the people who ask why you're more mad, or why you all are more mad at Monica than, than Jen Shaw? And Heather says, because Jen was professing her innocence. And at least she was herself. And Monica came on as someone we didn't know. It's hard to say, like, Heather has – Heather's done with Jen. It's not like she's also – she's not fucking friends with Jen anymore. So we – even when I want to say that, I'm like, but she's not friends with Jen. None of them talk to Jen anymore. All of them are done with Jen. Now we're dealing with Monica. And so it – We I hope that we can start to see, like, okay, fine, fair, guys. None of you talk to Jen anymore. Now Monica's come along and it's a new thing. So they're not saying Jen is correct. It's just that if, again, if Monica, I really do, I'm I'm convinced if Monica had said to them from the beginning, I have something huge to tell you guys and told them and framed it just like this Joel guy says it perfectly. If she had framed it like I too was hurt by Jen, that's why I did all this stuff, then I think that they all could have the, the, I, I think I just would have given them an opportunity to have a relationship after that, an honest one. And also, what an interesting season that would have been. Uncovering this throughout the whole season, getting all this information from Monica about shit that they did. She could have asked them, like, guys, is it cool? I'm going on Housewives. Can I talk about it? Because it's a huge part of her life. You know what I mean? Like, that's a huge thing that she did. And she didn't talk about it, except for little pieces here and there. But definitely not the account or anything like Heather points out that Monica promised there would be just so much more to the story, but then we get there and there's nothing. It's not like she gave us anything that made us like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I get that now. There's a viewer question, which was so good. Why were you okay with Angie H's husband making a troll account and Monica, it's unforgivable? Heather again makes a good point. I was like, fine. She says that Monica came on pretending not to know anything about us when actually she knew our kids' names. She knew where we lived. And I'm like, oh, okay, actually, that is weird. It's like if I were to meet someone who pretended they didn't know me only to find out later, like, wait, you fucking knew me for a while, like, through the internet. And, like, we're looking up information on me and... All these texts like, do you know where Emily lives? And stuff like that. That is odd. That's a, that's jarring. And that makes you feel a little unsafe, I would say. But also she's like, I wasn't, it was one comment that Angie H's husband did. And he copped to it. And I mean, that actually is also true. Like he did, he did say, I made a troll account. (laughs) Like it was funny. Meredith and Seth were like, oh, okay. That's hilarious. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. She says that if she had led – Heather says if she had led with it, then maybe we would have worked through it. And that's – Joel agrees. Andy asks why they think Monica drove by Jen's house. And that's when Heather goes, yeah, no, I have proof that she wanted to be near the show. She wanted to be adjacent to all of us on the show. And one last thing on the Watch What Happens Live, it's not related to this, but they play this, one of those silly games, and the question for Joel comes up, Joel, when is the last time you had a threesome? And Joel goes, um, uh, last, uh, Tuesday. Andy fucking died. Andy wouldn't drop it. Andy loved it. He goes, it's Tuesday, so Joel's got to get to his threesome. He's like, "You're new, my, you're my new favorite. We're having fun later, he said. Oh my god, you guys, I'm exhausted. This was this was a lot to to take notes on. There was just so 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 much to it. My god. But um as we know, Monica has not been asked back. Andy described it on Radio Andy. He said that um he's calling it a pause because who knows, maybe Monica, oops, maybe Monica can reach out to these women like separately and individually repair relationships. The reason I don't see that happening is because, like I said already, Monica is a victim of her own design all the time. Every story she tells, there's she has no fault in anything except for the affair. She can't deny that and whatever else, but like every other thing, it's someone else did it, or I was only doing it because of this reason, and everyone's doing things to me, or trying to paint herself as the, as the victim, like, I don't deserve to be on this couch, why? Why don't I, trying to like feed into that narrative, it's like, no, 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 because you lied about shit, you lied about, so she's, I don't know if she has the capability to see that if she had done this Honestly, it would have been different, and and if let's say it wasn't different, let's say when she came forward with it, these women hated her for it, and they never forgave her for it. We would have eaten them alive as the audience. We would, I I think so at least. I think if she had presented it, and then they still were like fuck you and whatever, I think we would have, as an audience, been like you guys suck, honestly. Because if you can support Jen, she's being honest. She's telling you what happened. She's explaining what the whole purpose of it was. But um, it, the, she, the account had done a lot of stuff. Like I still didn't see it. I don't. I didn't look through their highlights or their stories or anything. But I guess all of them felt the same way. All of them felt like she, like the account did something bad enough to them that they were like, no, no, that account wasn't just to troll Monica. I mean Jen. So. I mean, if they, I don't want to discredit them. I don't think it's like some conspiracy that they're all like, let's pretend it was really bad. I just think it was the deception. It was finding out in the way they did. The DMs that, uh, about Angie that Meredith got mysteriously and Monica got, I, I believe that was – it was either Monica or Meredith, honestly. But then I also had an idea that maybe last – or whatever this – was it last season? When – Meredith got the DM about Lisa's FCC filing, SEC, whatever it is, that filing. What if that was Monica or Reality Von Tees? I mean, they have a bunch of different burner accounts, I'm sure. I'm sure they don't have just Reality Von Tees. So I don't know. I think that it would be super cool if Monica could like look inward, you know, and, and realize, Hey, look, here's my part that I played, reach out to these women and come back. That would be amazing. Great. I am so fucking there for that. So there for that. But it was, I think Monica genuinely thought she could come on, never mention any of this pretend like she didn't know these people and was meeting them for the first time. And that was it. But no, that's odd. That's crazy. That's crazy. We've seen people come on these shows and and sort of fabricate personalities a bit, or like realities, not personalities, but realities. This is another level, another level. I tell you. all right. Well, thank you, Salt Lake City. Uh, we we have been fed by you. So thank you all who have listened or watched throughout this this journey. And I love you so much. Mean it. And I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like classic Rony, Atlanta, and of course Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. I appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon.